What is the discipline of consistency in our world of compromise? Is consistency an acquired skill in leadership? My guest wrote a book on the topic and is here to explain. Welcome. This is the Unconventional Ministry Podcast, where the conversation is about fresh ideas in ministry, innovative approaches, and collaborative efforts. I'm your host, Dennis Weens, Vice President for Ministry Partnerships at SAT7 USA. My guest today is Dr. Frank Armato, who is in strategic leadership and in the associate development space at Oracle Cerner Corporation here in Kansas City. And he's been an adjunct professor, an executive consultant, and author of the book, The Discipline of Consistency in a World of Compromise. In addition, Frank is active in his church and in the leadership of various ministries. So welcome, Dr. Frank Armato, to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Well, thank you, Dennis. It's a joy and a privilege to, to be with you today. Thank you for I'm- having me. And I'm intrigued by uh, the title of your book, and I think we want to go right to the the point, The Discipline of Consistency in a World of Compromise. That's pretty interesting. So let's start with this world of compromise, and you've been in leadership your whole career at various levels, but you notice something in leadership. It motivated you to write about it. What are you talking about when you talk about this world of compromise? Mm, yeah. Great question. You know, as as a leader, and I, I I think each of us are leaders in some capacity. You don't have to have the role of a leader, a director, vice president, manager in your title to be a leader. I, I believe if you're a spouse, if you're a, a parent, if you're a friend, uh, you are a leader, um, and in some capacity or another. And it's really imperative that. Um, we don't take that uh, particular characteristic uh, for granted. A lot of people that are more introverted say, I, I can I would never be a leader. I don't have the skill sets or not equipped with the experience to be a leader. Uh, but uh, that that's far from true. In fact, that's, that's a ploy of the enemy as well. I believe that we're always in a learning state as leaders and we need to really position ourselves, whether that be learning scripture, uh, being available, being approachable uh, to people, that's a sign of a leader, uh, believe it or not. Your availability, you know, our time is one of the biggest assets that we have in our quiver day to day, personally and professionally. And our availability to people as leaders really showcase that, that authenticity um, that is actually one of the one of the pillars within the book of authenticity, of being authentic and being real with people. And uh, we talk about that compromise aspect that you allude to in the in the title. This is a world of compromise. I mean, we are living in in end days. I mean, I think it's everyone would attest to the fact that if you turn on your TV uh, on any type of news outlet, you'll see that there's a lot of compromise going on um, in each facet uh, of this world, whether you're in business, uh, politics, religion. I mean, you fill fill in the blank there. And then you you get it micro down into the family aspect of of marriages. Uh, You know, compromise is a lot. There's a lot of infidelity going on. Uh, Social media has created a lot of this as well as compromise with with porn and and distractions for 
spouses to be engaged in certain things that they probably shouldn't have, which kind of taps into the character, right? That overall kind of mantra of who you are when no one's looking, right? So character is very important as well in leadership for us to model the way uh, with consistency. And that, that that's a discipline, Dennis, that I talk about in so much that it's always resonated with me, that, that, that consistency characteristic, because if you peel the onion, consistency is a discipline that manifests itself in just about each facet of our life, both personally and professionally. Let's say, for instance, from a personal standpoint, if you want to lose weight or become healthier, okay, it takes consistency with your diet. It takes consistency in exercise. It takes consistency in having the um, the right uh, meal preparation, portion control, things of that nature. You know, that consistency takes time. And we're living in a society that wants things very quickly. Okay. We want to make sure that we have something immediately. We don't want to work for it anymore. And so much that, you know, people will compromise. So what do I mean by that? Imagine if you do want to lose weight or get your health, you know, I want to lose 30 pounds, let's say, for instance, which might be a fair scenario right now. Um, but I do go to the gym. But if I went to the gym one day a week and kept looking in the mirror, not seeing progress and kept my same eating habits six days of that week and only watched my diet one day and looked in front of the mirror and did not see any results. I shouldn't be surprised. It takes consistency three, four, five day workouts and consistency with my diet each day. So right. that consistency and making sure that you're disciplined and for, for instance, with, with losing weight, becoming healthier, it takes time. And I think that's one of the nemesis of, con of consistency is compromise. So right? compromise is at uh, yep. every level, just like uh, consistency is at multiple levels. Compromise is affecting us at just about mm -hmm. every level as well. So we really got to work on that. That leads me to another question, mm -hmm. and you've alluded to it. Is consistency an acquired skill? Or is consistency the result of core values? I know you talk about 10 pillars. Mm -hmm. uh, talk to us a little bit about this consistency you can't just decide, okay, 2022, I'm going to, this is going to be my year of consistency. <laughs> doesn't work that way, does it? Uh, yeah, I think you answered your own question. Absolutely not. In fact, it takes work. It's, you know, I don't think we ever arrive at consistency. That's something that we need to model each and every day and hone our skills to that discipline because consistency is definitely the high road. Compromise is easy, right? And so, I mean, you're, you're, your, your question is spot on. I mean, consistency is something that takes work. It's a discipline. And you talk about consistency. I, I like to use the metaphor uh, as an athlete in my book as well. I was really blessed and fortunate to, to play football all the way through college. And, you know, we had what's called two-a-days. And any, any athlete that's listening to this podcast, will that'll resonate with someone and get conjure up thoughts of, of sweat and um, dirt and losing a lot of weight in the mid-August where you you're have all this equipment on, football pads and things of that nature, and practicing two times a day, usually in, in heat that's 90 degrees and above. But it's that consistency, that discipline that gets you ready for the game. 
And we start our, all the way in August. It's not the week before our first right. game. It's a month of preparation of consistency every day, just as life. I mean, it, we need to be consistent with those disciplines and that consistency word, as you allude to the fact that you are not born with it. This is not, this is something that's it's you, you, you learn it through practicing it and it takes um, and you have to be dedicated to it as well. What are some of the, what are some of the obstacles or hindrances to developing consistency? Because I think people listening, I would think we all want consistency, but there's Mm -hmm. obstacles, there's challenges. What are, what are some of those that you've noticed? Oh, goodness. So, you know, you, you fill in the blank. I mean, I think the enemy knows exactly what those deterrents are, those distractions to consistency, to, to lead us to compromise. I mean, we all have an Achilles heel and that's why we, it's so important as, you know, Ephesians alludes to that full armor of God each and every day. We need to have, we need to be buckled up and we need to make sure that all of our armor's on, that we have no kinks in it because the enemy will find those areas of vulnerability that all of us have in our lives and will manipulate in those areas and tempt us with compromise a little bit here and a little bit there. You know, it's, you know, I always remember, and I'm sure that you might have probably taught the same thing, but there's no such thing as a little white lie. A lie is a lie, right? Compromise is compromise. And the enemy knows exactly how to metastasize that little area of compromise and have it grow through time. Right. And you write about uh, 10 pillars Mm-hmm. of consistency. Uh, we don't have time to talk about each one in depth, but uh, just mention the 10 pillars. I, I see it as core values. You you see it as 10 pillars you need to develop. What are those 10? Okay, sure. Well, you know, I, you know, some of the things, and these are nomenclature for any, you know, any person that has this, this uh, has a discipline in, within their faith, both personally, as well as in their professional life. I mean, there's 10 core values that you call you call them and i call them pillars of trust accountability and integrity um, listening authenticity humility you know there's a lot of things when you talk about humility um, is a very driving force because the the nemesis for humility is ego and i like to say that ego is a, is an acronym for edging god out and anytime you have that ego that's a that's a recipe for compromise as well within that pillar of humility and authenticity as well being authentic being an authentic person means that you're approachable and available uh, to help people it doesn't matter what kind of acronyms you have in front of your name or behind your name who you are is whose you are and that's in the lord and and we need to be consistent in regards to that as well so those 10 pillars that are identified in the book are something that really resonates. And I touch on each of those and how those relate to to um, both uh, each of our lives personally and professionally. I would encourage our listeners to purchase your book. Uh, I've read it. It's very insightful and very um, uh, well explained. And so I encourage them to purchase it. Uh, where, where can people get your book? Thank you, Dennis. Uh, well, you could certainly buy it off off Amazon, but I tell you what, I would love to do for your uh, for your viewers, for your followers on this podcast, if they want to email me directly to uh, Frank at Doctor Dr. Armado. That's F R A N K 
A-R-M-A-T-O.com. I will send you a book and I will not, uh, I will charge you cost on that. So I would love to get this book into, into as many people's hands as possible. As you alluded to at the beginning, I am an adjunct professor. I've, I've been blessed to have the opportunity to have students all across the globe. And right now we're getting ready to launch the book in Australia, Malaysia, India as well. So um, I would love to get it in people's hands as they listen to this. Uh, just email me and I'll be happy to correspond with you and we'll work out those specifics so we can mitigate that that shipping and handling cost and get you the book, okay? Is the book available in Kindle as well? It is not, but it soon will be, Dennis, by popular demand. Okay, so because that. shipping it into the Middle East where we got a lot of listeners, uh, yes. it'd be a little hard to ship it, but if we can download <laughs> it through technology, makes yes. it uh, very easy and available to people. So I encourage you to get the book, uh, Consistency, the Discipline of Consistency in a World of Compromise. And you have a website as well with a lot of resources, and then you do consulting work. Talk a little bit about your um, Ethos Center of Excellence. Oh, thank you, Dennis. Yeah. So Ethos uh, Center of Excellence is leadership development and coaching, personally and professionally coaching um, uh, practice that uh, I have. So you can look at that, uh, www.ethoscoe.com. So the COE stands for Center of Excellence, a shorter URL. So ethos, E-T-H-O-S-C-O-E.com. And you could look and learn about uh, some of those services that we that we render to, uh, to corporations, organizations, nonprofits, as well as individuals as well. And then if you need any other personal resources, I have a personal um, website uh, that you can feel free to download uh, some of those resources. And you could, if you get on www.drdrfrankarmato.com, you'll be able to see all those resources as well on there. Okay, you mentioned Australia, Malaysia, and some of those others. Uh, we, of course, the SAT7 works across the Middle East and North Africa. Mm. Do these uh, 10 pillars... Mm-hmm. Are they applicable across cultures, across languages? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're applicable in corporate America, but they're applicable to somebody in leadership, for example, of a Bible study or in a Sunday school, or mm-hmm. they transcend different they sure divisions, do. right? Oh, my goodness. They sure do transcend. And, and that is, there's the intent of the, the book itself to, to reach all nations. I mean, it's it's just like the gospel, and you'll find that, that it's just not a book. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty deliberate in regards to sharing key Bible verses that support these 10 pillars, as well as a couple other. We talk about uh, a victim mindset uh, and making sure that we're not caught up in that because that's one of the enemy's ploys. You know, real briefly, I was born. Uh, I never knew my real dad. And so I wanted to be the best dad that I could for my kids, my four children. And so instead of being a victim, and writing my, you know, using it as a crutch in life and keeping that vicious circle going, mm-hmm. I knew early on that I wanted to make sure that I what was going to be a great dad. And so I really spent time in prayer, learning, uh, having great mentors in my life uh, that really uh, would would help me um, carry me along in regards to being that that godly dad. And so these pillars resonate across cultural divide. As I shared with you, being an adjunct professor, I was blessed firsthand and knowing 
what those barriers to entry are and what does resonate. And it's so wonderful to see Dennis be on the be on a Zoom call and pray with people all the way across the world in real time of serving the same Jesus. So these these 10 pillars will resonate just as Jesus is our Lord and Savior. These 10 pillars will help build support and encourage you on a daily basis. Well, thank you, and uh, it's been great having you on, and I encourage uh, each of you listening to uh, share this podcast with others so they can learn about these 10 pillars and learn about consistency in a compromised world. And uh, I'll put the notes and links and uh, places where you can get more resources on leadership that uh, Dr. Frank uh, offers. And again, it's been fascinating, and there's just so much more in the book we don't have time for. Our time's up. But again, thanks for joining me on this Unconventional Ministry podcast. I appreciate it. It was a blessing, Dennis. Thank you for having me. In our changing world, there are more ways than ever to do ministry. SAT7, as a broadcast media ministry, is changing how ministry is done. Through innovative approaches, collaborative efforts, broadcast satellite television, web streaming, and social media, SAT7 is making a difference. Visit SAT7 online today at sat7usa.org to learn ways you can be a part of this kingdom work. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. If you know of an unconventional ministry approach, please introduce us. We'd like to have them on as guests. Thank you again for joining this episode of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Mm -hmm.